This is going to be a very quick Atlanta Cup picks video. If you want to go more into detail and research, there's plenty of videos on my YouTube channel that break down previous winning lineups, strategy, how this race will play out. For now, we're just going to look at who are the people that we might want to target. How do you want to build your lineups? That's up to you. I would not completely stack in the back. There are plenty of good drivers in the back of the field that we're definitely going to target. But in terms of a Daytona or a Talladega, where we blindly sometimes pick drivers in the back and there's mass carnage and chaos, while that could happen, I don't expect that to happen. Do I want to target drivers in the back? Yes. Do I want to chase place differential? Yes, I do but I don't want a pure six from the back. Now, you want to go five drivers starting towards the back or five drivers that can score place differential and then getting a lap leader? I believe that's going to be the winning strategy. There is a optimal lineup from the four Atlanta races where we did have the drivers starting first and second, but I've gone over this before. And that might scare some people like, ooh, four, two, I got to take two guys inside the top 10. It's a possibility. But even in that case, the optimal lineup did have Ross Chastain and I believe Chase Elliott starting up front. But you could have easily pivoted away from Ross Chastain starting second and getting the driver to score, what was it, the seventh most fantasy points, and he probably still would have won. So I think 5-1 would be the way I go. So first of all, let's just start off with who you think is going to lead laps. Now, on top of that, you're going to see in the spreadsheet this 54 on average. That is kind of the cut line for a top six fantasy score at Atlanta. So you want to be able to envision your driver scoring 56 fantasy points or 55 fantasy points. That means they're going to more than likely need to finish around sixth or better. Most of the field can do that, but there are drivers that have got a better chance of finishing sixth or better. Yeah, you can drive all the way through the field, and good drivers are going to be able to drive their way all the way through the field. I don't see a problem with Chase Elliott being able to get there in the end, but I think it'll be much more tough for Zane Smith, Josh Williams, Justin Haley to really score enough finishing position points to work. And so 54 fantasy points at the cut line. I got him projected at 42, 35, 44, even if you want to juice them up some more, because I am being pretty conservative with my projections on them, it, where I've got them placing. Even if you want to juice them up a little bit, it's still going to be pretty tight. This is not Daytona. It's not Talladega. That doesn't mean it's not a super speedway. They can move forward, but there are guys that I would rather target. You know, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, they are qualifying for that finishing position. As you can see, it's giving them a little bit of a highlight. So, again, I'm not going to completely dive into the dumpster like we would at Daytona or Talladega. It could happen. I'm not saying it's not a winning strategy. We could get carnage and chaos. But where I stand going into this race, I think it's going to be a little bit more tame, single file. And I would rather take some of the heavy hitters, even a Stenhouse I like, even though I've got him with a slightly conservative projection. You know, Gibbs, Kozlowski, Suarez, you can probably boost them up a little bit. And those would be the guys that I think I'm going to want to target in the back. But before we get to stacking in the back, we need to get a lap leader. I think, I do not believe we're going to have just pure place differential. Joe Logano would be the guy that I would go to. Um, I mean, interesting thing with McDowell on the pole, even if you give him seven hog slash dominator points and he finishes third, he probably isn't going to have enough. He's going to really need to win the race. We need finishing position points. We're also going to need place differential, but I don't think the place differential is going to be like at a Daytona or Talladega. We need a hog, though. We need laps led. Logano, Bush, they're at the top of my list. 
they're starting up front, if this thing goes green, if it's passive and tame and single file, almost like we saw last week, then yeah, that's going to favor them. It's going to favor Blaney. Uh, Byron's going to be in that conversation. He's won two of four here. He's won two at Daytona. He clearly has enough speed. Car was fast last week. Should be fast this week. Joe Logano, car was fast last week. Should be fast this week. The Fords seem to be pretty fast. Joe Logano was great on pit road. Kyle Busch was great getting on and off pit road. You can check out my video. Also a part of that list of being great on and off pit road, gaining spots that go uh, unnoticed to the public and maybe missed by the DFS players. Chase Elliott fits into that category. Christopher Bell is a guy, if we looked at uh, the closers video that I did for Super Speedways, has been really strong closing out these Super Speedway races. Ross Chastain's aggressive. He's been good at Atlanta. We know he got those two second-place finishes. Uh, some of these guys are starting in the back simply, and I think Chastain mentioned this is that they didn't get to practice, they didn't get the car dialed in for qualifying, and so they don't really have the starting position that maybe they deserve or could have, should have had. So that's why we're getting some of these better drivers and better equipment starting in the back because they don't have practice to perfectly tune it in. You typically have a good idea for a Daytona setup and a Talladega setup. It's not perfect, but this still is a new track to these teams. There's been a lot of changes with cars. So it doesn't surprise me that some of them didn't nail the setup, but should be fine in the race. Okay, going back to our lap leaders, I don't think Gilliland's going to be in play. He's an interesting bet to win. I mean, the front row motorsports cars have speed. Kyle Larson never seems to be able to get it done super speedways. I don't know if I would go there. I think he might be able to get a little bit lower ownership. Um, if we're trying to predict a lap leader, I don't know if Larson really fits that criteria. Although Hendrick has won three of the four super speedway races, so I really shouldn't be that dismissive of him. But it just it haunts you. It stays in the back of your mind. Never won a cup series super speedway race. Yes, he's won an Xfinity one, but not a cup one. So, um, But Blaney's fast. Logano's fast. Bush is fast. Busher's kind of sneaky. He did win at Daytona last year, and RFK seems to have... Pretty good super speedway cars at the moment. I and mean, they are in alliance with McDowell and Gillen. So I wouldn't rule that out. Probably not as bullish on these guys to lead laps. Not someone I want to target. And they can't get you place differential, so they're probably off the board. I probably should be a little bit more aggressive on Busher, and people might overlook him. So if you are looking to go in a different direction and leverage and DFS theory is your thing, Busher probably is one of those plays. Kyle Larson might also fit into it. But at the same time, I may not be trying to really split the atom. And I think I'm just going to go with the obvious. If I'm doing a 5-1 build, meaning five-place differential and one guy leading laps, Logano, Bush, Blaney, top of my list. And I also am interested in Byron because Byron did lead a significant amount of laps and start deeper in the field in the past. Not crazy about Truex because he's just not crazy about super speedway racing. You can throw Hamlin into that mix. Barry is here. Probably not going to go. I want more place differential. Same thing for Gregson and Burton. They don't offer as much place differential. I don't believe they offer as much finishing position upside. Not that intrigued. Once you get to Bowman, Wallace, Reddick, Priest, probably these three, uh, still they all have top five finishing position potential, and they're going to get you enough place differential. It just comes down to a matter of, does someone behind them outscore them, like a Ross Chastain or a Christopher Bell? Because 
They also have top five potential, just as good, if not better than these three, and they can get you a couple more place differential points. You're going to save a little bit of money here, but I don't think you're going to be hurting to really fit all these drivers in. You want to slide in Suarez? I kind of like that because you look at what Trackhouse has done. Trackhouse, two second place finishes here in Atlanta. Trackhouse uh, with Suarez, a second, a sixth, a fourth. He's starting 23rd. He's going to give you a little bit of savings. So I would put Suarez in your list. I'm probably being way too conservative with that projection. Likely want to push that up and be a little bit more aggressive. I've dialed it down. Maybe I'm overreacting to Daytona. Uh, but you, know, any of these guys, I'm just not as aggressive in my projections right now. And I think I might change that as we go, as we get closer to lock. I just don't want to go full-blow Daytona. Brakoslawski also fits the criteria of these guys. He's going to get you more place differential. He can get you top five. If I believe in Chris Buescher, then why don't I believe in Brakoslawski? Slam him in. No problem. I also have no problem with Ty Gibbs. One in the Atlanta Xfinity race. Top 10 in his first Atlanta Cup race. He's going to save you some money. No problem with that play either. Daniel Daniel Hemrick. um, This is where, yeah, the place differential is definitely on the table. I don't know if he's going to get you the finishing position. I mean, I do. I don't think he will. Stenhouse. If this race is tame and we need someone to be aggressive to make some gains, then yeah, he fits that criteria. No problem there. Uh, Would you rather have Gibbs or Ricky Stenhouse? Gibbs or Stenhouse? I believe that I would ultimately go with Stenhouse because in the end, if we are really trying to take them on GPP and we need to maximize finishing position, I could see Stenhouse pushing harder at the end than Gibbs. If for whatever reason you're playing cash, maybe you would go with Gibbs. Chase Elliott should be really popular. Why wouldn't he be? Hendrick has been fast. They just simply didn't have the right setup for qualifying. Fast on pit road, as I mentioned. Yeah, Jamie Min. Uh, not crazy about Zane Smith and Spire. Not crazy about Josh Williams. Not crazy about Justin Haley. Would much rather go with, obviously, Corey LeJoy. He's been here. He's done this. If I want to go to the back, he's going to be one of the guys at the top of my list. Kaz Grala, not going to go with the Rick Ware car unless I absolutely have to. Again, it is a super speedway, so there is a chance here. I believe J.J. Yaley's put together some pretty good results with this. You're going to need carnage. It can happen. You can pivot to him and be unique. But if we don't get enough carnage, I would prefer a LaJoy. If we don't get enough, I would prefer a John Henry Nemechek. Not that crazy about Hosever. I'm not playing McLeod. You want to jam in Jones at 8,000. There's nothing wrong with that. He's starting dead last. Place differentials there. He may not have as much finishing position upside, but he has just as enough as his teammate, John Hunter Nemechek. And he has just as much as Corey LaJoy. He'll cost you a little bit more, but he definitely is in play. So for the record, we can go with Jones. We can go with Nemechek. There's plenty of savings there that pretty much opens up our lineups. Then you go Chase Elliott. I would also put Stenhouse in my pool. All these guys are absolutely in my pool. Um, you know, If you get a little bit more aggressive, they're going to go above that 54 cut line. These guys all can be a part of that five. So, so far we've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten drivers. Um, I'll expand even a little bit. Four, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So, there's thirteen pretty solid picks to pick from if you're going with a five, one, four, two build. 
Obviously, up front, I'm liking Logano and Bush and Blaney. You want to go towards Larson. I, you know, you never bet against Kyle Larson. I also think Chris Busher might be a little under the radar. And then you can also throw in Byron. And that one of the beauties of rostering William Byron is Logano and Bush could easily go big time. Maybe Byron doesn't, but he doesn't really have to because he's got some place differential baked in here. If he can win the race or finish in the top three, everyone's going to scrape off almost two fast lap points. If he leads a little bit at the end, gets up front, he has a little bit more safety with the place differential. That's where I'm going. I think those are the where the drivers that I'm going to build around. Maybe I'm overlooking Hamlin a little bit. You definitely probably, yeah, but Hamlin's got the place differential as well. He can win the race. Where do I got him? If he wins the race, I got him third. I might just put him up to winning. If he wins, yeah, we get the fire symbol because he's at 59. Even if he finishes second, we're still going to get over that cut line that we're really trying to get over. Hopefully this was helpful. Um, Again, you can watch all the other videos. Plenty of content explaining the specifics of super speedways. I don't feel the need to go to a Zane Smith or Justin Haley, but I wouldn't fault you for doing it just to be different because the guys that I have highlighted are obviously going to be pretty chalky. And if you are a little unsure about a Zane Smith or Haley, then you can still go with Carson Hosever. Hosever is in basically the same equipment as Smith. I do worry a little bit about the Rick Ware car, but as I mentioned before, J.J. Yale has put together some pretty good results in a Rick Ware car at Atlanta. It just depends on the way that this race plays out and how you think it's going to be, if it's going to be kind of crazy and hairy, and it could just be a normal race, but then get crazy and hairy at the end. By the way, like if you like Zane Smith enough, but you're just not sure, you're going to get more place differential from Carson Hosever. There's a lot more question marks around Carson Hosever, but... And Zane Smith has had some pretty strong success in the truck series at super speedways. But, I mean, I don't have a problem going in that direction either. Probably guys that I'm not bold enough to go to is McLeod and Gralla and Josh Williams. Guys that I'm really not interested in, Daniel Hemrick. And you know, Ryan Priest is right there. It's fine. But there's just so many other guys that I, I think I like better. And these guys, I think, are just in no man's land. They could blow up some lineups, absolutely. Uh, and I think uh, these the Austins are too close to the front, along with Chase. Hopefully this was helpful. Like, subscribe, share the video. Sorry that I was unable to do a live show. Just trying to do my best to produce some content, give you an idea of where I stand on this Sunday for the Atlanta race. Again, like, subscribe, share. Jump on over to raceforthepriz.com if you want to get access to the fancy NASCAR spreadsheet. It's simply just a Venmo, PayPal, Cash App over to me, and I will add to the sheet, and you can run the optimizer and all that cool stuff. Have a wonderful day.